On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power Calls, I'm your host, Susan Shureko. Welcome. I'm a transformational life and business coach. I find great inspiration and instruction from the stories that other people tell me. And in the process of noticing how they feel about their situation, circumstances, and conditions, people often tap into something far greater than that for themselves. And they realize they want to go do and be and have and give more than they have up until now. So if you're in that place of wanting something more, don't know what to do with it yet, or if there's something you would love to explore, um, listen to the end of this call and I'll tell you how you can contact us. But welcome to the show. Linda Latour knew that she wanted to live a life she loved, but she didn't remember seeing any great love models in her life. And after receiving a wake-up call, she decided to put her focus on creating a lifestyle of love. So she started by asking questions. So let's find out some more. Please wave your hands to welcome. Who are we welcoming? Linda Latour. <laughs> I love Linda. How are you? Welcome. Hello, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good, good, good. It's so glad to have you here. You know, I I want to ask you a question, but I'm going to go first to what was your life like in the years before? when you when you were still not even sure what focusing about love was all about that's a great question Susan I mean you know what I, I had my share of ups and downs like most people but what I noticed um, especially kind of before and after now is that I had a lot more stress I was a lot more anxious worried about me my love life like was I worthy of you know love itself or even just worthy um and I just you know I found a lot of um I don't want to say depressed but just a you know sad or I would um you know it's like oh why is this always happening to me kind of victim mode sometimes mm -hmm. right yes. um yeah yeah victim mode is common for that that it's all happening to me. Yes. It's not, it's not my fault. It's coming at me. But so you say you received a wake up call. What exactly happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and I hope, you know, the listeners don't wait until something like this happens to them. But I literally walked into a very uh, hard square metal pole. I was addicted to the news and I was on my way home. This is in London, England, and I was walking home from the train station and I had my telephone, my mobile device glued to my face reading a news story that was disturbing and upsetting. But apparently I had to continue to read it whilst walking down the sidewalk and it hit me or I hit hit. Apparently, I walked right into it. And, um, you know, I looked around quickly, kind of gazing to see if anybody saw and didn't see anybody who noticed. So I just kept going, put the phone back up to my face and kept reading. And then about half a block later, I realized something was kind of oozing down my face. And so I stuck my fingers to it. And sure enough, it was blood. And then I felt the like the ping, saw, ping pong ball size bump on my head. Wow. And when I got home, I looked in the mirror and I had a lot of self-pity and, oh, you know, just kind of whining. And then, I, but I noticed something in my eyes and there was dissatisfaction. There was just something there that I wasn't happy with. And I went, you know, Kalinda, you've done a lot in your life. Like I said, there's been many ups and, you know, 
you know, more ups than downs probably. Um, and I, you know, I've gotten places. I lived in Turkey for a while and then I moved to London and, you know, I've, I accomplished goals, but I wasn't in love with my life. And I just thought, you know what? I want to start loving my life. I wasn't quite sure what that meant or where it would take me, but that was the initial, the initial um, wake up call. And it all started from there, really. Well, that's, I find it interesting that you began um, to develop this whole process to create a, a life you love by asking questions. What, what was one of your first questions you asked yourself? Well, I mean, one of it was like, okay, well, one, what can I do to do this? What can I do to start to to create this life I love? And it was primarily based on the fact that I hadn't really been focusing on, you know, accomplishing things and stuff. I'd just been coasting. And I was like, if I can get here by coasting, just imagine what I can do if I actually start focusing on it, right? And I asked myself that night, I said, what can I do right now to start loving my life yeah meditation that was it it came to me right away and from that day on forward I've basically meditated every day I've missed a few but that was one of the biggest things and that started the journey of then self like you know just self-development and seeking all that was out there that I could get my hands on to really start well how can I change my life you know how can I develop it and, and create this life I love um, so that was like pretty much the one question that, again, just triggered the meditation. And once I started meditating regularly, I found, you know, which one I've experimented a bunch. And then I finally settled on, you know, one I really liked. But within that process, like I said, there was all sorts of other investigating into various other tools and systems that could help, you know, and then that's when I got into the law of attraction and started really focusing as well on what am I putting into my thoughts? Because it's then when I really got into the idea of, of course, what we create or what our reality is, is basically, you know, a reflection of what's going on inside and what I put inside is going to appear outside. So if I have a at the time, did you did you really know what you meant when you said you wanted to be love? No, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't know. I mean, I just thought I just always had I mean, like. Then it was like, how can I create a life I love? But you're right. And in that process, what happened is I started doing things like affirmations, uh, Louise uh, Hayes mirror work, right? Saying, I love you, looking in the mirror and saying, I love you. And through that, what happened is I I just realized I want to be love. I think we are loving beings. That's the state I think we're meant to exist in. And if you look around the world and in any religion or spirituality, what's the common theme? Love. Love is omnipresent. Love is there. So I started one of my favorite affirmations, and I still say this, still say this a lot, was I am love, I am light. Right. And to me, I I got to a point where that wasn't doing the same thing as it used to or when I first started saying it right it didn't have the same impact so all of a sudden these things that I was doing that kind of was helping I felt like I reached a plateau and I was like okay how can I get to that next level I'm saying I'm love but am I I don't know so what can I do to actually determine am I this loving being I so desire to be and what did you do I wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> I might mention that the title of this book is 
Living on Love, How to Create a Lifestyle of Love, Faith, Bliss, and Crazy Ass Manifesting, all in 31 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it so, is. It is. So how did you organize, I mean, how did it come to you to organize these activities in a way that made a difference over 31 days? Was it something you did every day, mm. you know? so many acts of love per day over 31 days or or was it some other and different kinds of acts spread out across 31 days what what, what did you come to <laughs> so for me what it was um and again that started with a couple questions it was like what you know again what do you want to be kalinda and it was like love and what do you want this book to be to bring love to the world i was like well, how can i do that and like i said i reached that plateau so i was questioning how can i become love and this thought just came to me, well, maybe you should do love, right? Instead of just think it, instead of just, oh, yeah, I'm a loving person, do it, show it, put it into action, right? And so I thought, oh, that sounds great. Well, how am I going to do that? And then that's when the ideas started flowing. And I decided at that point to um, do 10 acts of love per day for 31 days. Now, those acts of love were the same 10 acts. Some of them were multiple. Some of them, uh, there was a nice balance between directing that love at others. So sending it out to others, directing it to myself. So self-love actions. And then also just to generate a more loving um, consciousness around me. So for example, one of the lo love actions is what I call them in the book is write down 10 things you love each day. And at the end of the 31 days, I had 310 things that I loved like how can you not boost your vibration and loving feelings when you're just even taking the time to focus on 10 things you love each day and I made it fun I put a big poster a blank paper on my wall and I drew it and I wrote it down things I love and stuff and I you know I put it right in front of me so I could see it um, and I know that 10 actions of love a day some of them multiple times like I said um, takes a lot of dedication right? And maybe this isn't for everyone to do. I did it for the full 31 days. Do I do every single love action daily now? No, I do about five to six of them, maybe a bit more every day. Mm -hmm. But what I do is also as I have those in my toolbox. So if I'm feeling a bit down, I grab one of my love actions, and I, you know, I start adding it into my daily life again. And I found for me, at least one of the easiest ways to boost your love to boost your vibration to make you feel better is to send love to others mm -hmm. and that was one of my favorite things to do over those 31 days I still do it I don't do it every day um, in specific but what I did is uh, it was five messages of love to people mm. now because I'm you know I'm uh, Canadian and I live in the UK and I lived in Turkey for a while I have friends all over the world and so I would just send them a text message or a voice message. And the thing is, is when you do that, what comes back to you is just, it's so beautiful, right? Because you know, you've impacted somebody's day and they return that, like they return it tenfold often, right? And that just makes you feel so much better, right? Because you know, you've just positively impacted somebody and yourself. Now, which one, are there certain acts that you do more, frequently that they've actually become part of your daily routine you wouldn't feel right if you didn't do them absolutely yeah so meditation still every day I think that's an act of love for others for yourself and just to boost your love uh, I hug myself 
every day, multiple times. <laughs> I know people are like, oh, that's a bit weird, but no, we're, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's it. We're not taught to give ourselves physical affection or even just, you know, rubbing the skin on your hands and how nice it feels. So to give yourself a hug may be weird, but I promise you it saw me through isolation and COVID that's for sure. <laughs> and it, it releases the same, um, you know, dopamine, uh, serotonin, all that as well. And the other acts of love I do is I do a loving kindness meditation. So I'll send love out to others mentally. Um, I do uh, heart breathing, which is an adaptation from the Heart Math Institute's mm-hmm. uh, breathing technique. And what I do with that is I will focus my breathing going into my heart and out of my heart and sending it through the body. So you really try and generate that feeling of love in your heart beforehand. And if you have difficult doing that, think of a pet or a child you love, that unconditional love, and then breathe that throughout your body. But what I added to it was not just positive, you know, things like, oh, you're amazing. And I I say that, why not, right? (laughs) But what I've started to do too, is I've also just integrated like health into it in the sense that I love the fact that my feet have carried me all these years. I love that my bones are working perfectly and my organs are fun. And so I do that daily. Um, One of the other favorite actions I did was called love in the mundane. And that was to introduce loving thoughts into your mundane actions. So a great one for me that I do, and I still do it daily is when I wash my hands, I do it with love. I appreciate the warm water, the clean water, the beautiful smelling soap that I have. And I know some of these are like gratitude as well and things like that, but gratitude and love go hand in hand, right? And you can't, it's, and so it's it's taking those elements of other high vibrations, emotions and, and actions and just saying, well, yeah, that's part of love too. So let's put those into action. Did you notice that your life had actually changed by the 31st day? My life changed the first day, Susan. Like, I'm not going to lie. The amount of fun I had and what happened throughout those 31 days is that I basically just created a perpetual loop of love because I was constantly doing acts of love. I was sending it out there. I was getting it back. So the more I got back, the more I wanted. It was like this beautiful, like almost... I say love is addictive and contagious because you spread it, it, it spreads, right. And it grows. And you know what? Yeah. I became not unhealthily addicted, but I loved the loving feeling. And so, yes, I noticed I wanted more. And so in my life in those 31 days and thereafter, I do more loving things during my day. I think more loving thoughts. I do not have the same um, pessimism or negativity or anxiety. My stress levels have diminished. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's awesome to see that kind of um, immediate return on your investment. Oh, it's absolutely immediate. Mm-hmm. Would you call yourself a self-love coach? I would. Yes, I would. I am. You know, this journey for me as well was a discovery of self-love. I didn't even realize self-love was a thing, you know, <laughs> until I I understood that that love, that in order for us to be love, we need to love ourselves and accept ourselves. And through my own journey and through schooling, um, yeah, I'm a self-love coach for sure. Absolutely. So how does that show up in your associations and your relationships, um, groups or style of teaching, that sort of thing? 
um, in the sense of like, how do I teach how others you, or help others? What, how, or What techniques or approaches do you use? Or do you use yoga? Do you use? Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So what I, what I would like to do is also introduce or integrate the, the, um, the things that I'm familiar with. I am a certified yoga teacher and I know it's a, it's a very powerful, um, it too is a way of life, but there's a lot of yoga poses and breathing exercises, <clears throat> pardon me, that, you know, open the heart and create more um, space for growth in the heart and stuff. So I, I do, I want to integrate that as well. I'm also uh, doing emotional freedom techniques, so EFT tapping, and that is also a great uh, source to help with, you know, ease anxiety, et cetera, change ways of thinking as well. I do, I, you know, I recommend a lot of the affirmations and mirror work. I think mirror work is, is astounding and, and so helpful. Um, so, yeah, you know, you've got some traditional coaching as well as, you know, the listening and the questions and the helping and the guidance. But then there is, there's the, okay, so let's get some physical movement in there to help open your heart. Um, I do also offer meditation that are, you know, focused on, you know, perhaps certain themes like love and forgiveness. If a client is having problems with that, then we'll do a bespoke meditation and, and help through that as well. Because meditation, affirmations, things like that were, you know, some of the biggest helps for me. And also helping to eliminate that negative chit chat. So mm -hmm. I focus a lot on that, too, and really try to help people reprogram their their mental thoughts that are going on because we are often our biggest critics when we should be our biggest cheerleaders. You used a phrase when we first talked, a global love generator. What <laughs> is that? <laughs> so that is something that came to me while I was writing my book. And like I said previously, when I was just so immersed in this bubble of love um, and sending love out and getting it back, I just what, what happened is I realized is that putting these simple acts of love while into action and doing them, it was changing my energy. And it was changing the way I reacted with people acted with people. So I was approaching life with a more loving, kind, compassionate energy and my reactions, my communication, et cetera. And my actions were all, you know, within alignment to that. And what I noticed is that, like, how could this not change the world? How could, if we started being more conscious of doing loving things or just having, you know, loving activities that happen throughout the day, that it's just going to create a world of people who are acting from a more compassionate place, a more caring place, a more loving place. And I do believe that also stems with self-love, because if you don't love yourself, you're going to find it much more easy to judge others and things like that. But if you accept yourself, all your, you know, your foibles and everything, then you're going to be much more open to accepting others. And, and what I found too, is that when my heart was so full of love and is full of love, I don't have room for fear or judgment. Like it's just, there's no place in my heart for that. And so if you are operating from that place as often as you can, it absolutely is going to change the world. So I, I have a phrase in my book too, that's called simple acts of love will change the world. And that's where the global love generators come into being because each of us is that because one small act of love can change someone's day that can then they can change someone else's day they will act differently to their family to their co-workers and that's spreading love 
Do you uh, see this becoming a movement? Uh, I hope so. I really <laughs> hope so. Because I, I mean, there's, there's so much going on in our world today. And I just see that there's so much love missing in many places in the way we, you know, we run our, our, you know, I don't want to get political or anything. So it's, it's just, I feel that there's a lack of love in our modern society. Mm -hmm. And if we can reintroduce that just by doing acts of love ourselves towards ourselves and towards others, then that's going to change things. And it's going to be a vast improvement. I feel. Overall. Yes. So, yes. so where are your, what formats are your book, is your book available in? Mm. So my book is available currently in electronic format, um, hardcover and paperback. And I'm going to be looking at creating an audio version in the future okay. as well. So mm -hmm. I think that audio version real, given the fact that many people don't read anymore, they go work out while they're working out. They've got ear pods in audio ver version. It grows in value all the time. Um, and where is it available? Uh, so it's available on Balboa Press uh, website, bookstore website. It's also available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's available in Indigo Chapters Canada. It's in. I actually Googled it, and the number of bookshops, uh, online bookshops that it's available in, I can't even tell you. There's like wow. one in Denmark. I, I was like, how did that happen? You I know it's a local great. author, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So it's available in, in plenty of bookstores. Um, but, you know, most people know of Amazon. Um, and then, like I said, Balboa Press, which is where it was published, also has an online store that it's available. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. how do you currently market Kalimba? It's, uh, you know, how do people find out about you and about your services? Obviously, doing an audio, you know, recording like this, there's an opportunity. But do you have other ways that you're working? Absolutely. So I do have a um, an author's page on Facebook. I have an Instagram account where I do promote. I try to give as much valuable content as I can. And I have a YouTube channel, just Kalinda Latour, um, where I'm providing some snippets from my video uh, recordings that I did during the challenge. So they're, you know, quite... Um, well, they're just a really good insight into what was happening during that, um, as well as new content too. I'm about to explore TikTok because I hear that's quite a good one to get out. But um, for the most part, um, as well, I'm looking into getting into well-being festivals and stuff. But if people want to find me now and have a better taste of what I'm all about, they can visit my website at colindalatour.com or like I said, visit YouTube, um, Instagram and Facebook to find more. Mm -hmm. things about me mm -hmm. and have, have you been working with clients yet yes i do have results uh, are you seeing people's lives changing um yeah i mean it's been a recent development but what i've, I've had feedback it has been helping yes and i mean not necessarily a client but i have uh, a number of good friends who you know one in particular who's like i am so appreciative of having your teachings beyond what's in the book, you know, because this, yeah, she's, she's like, I, I find, find your insights invaluable and, and so on. So I know that's just a friend talking, but it it's, um, it's and the wonderful. thing that I, it is. And Susan, you know, I noticed like in, in helping her and other people through various things in their life, it's where I thrive. I feel really good because if I can help others, reach a point where they just love their lives more. Yes. I, I'm very happy that, with that. That's a wonderful feeling to, 
see mm. that change for people or see that mm. they feel it within and they're willing to share that with you. Do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share, Kalinda? I think my last thought would just be that, yeah, I really hope people just be more conscious of adding love into their daily activities. Because like I said, I do believe simple acts of love will change our world. And, you know, just appreciate yourself. Learn to love yourself because that love will spread and it'll grow. Her words were never said. It's amazing. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so much for being with us, Kalinda. I want to also repeat uh, your mention of your YouTube channel, which is your name on YouTube. Um, and for those who have are only hearing your name, it's C-O-L-I-N-D-A. And Latour is L-A-T-O-U-R. Correct? That's correct. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, for, your, for our listeners, once again, we've been speaking with Kalinda Latour about her book, Living on Love, how to create a lifestyle of love, faith, bliss, and crazy-ass manifesting all in 31 days. I didn't ask you what the crazy-ass manifesting was. <laughs> oh, goodness, Susan. The things that started showing up into my life with no, um, you know, actions of physical or trying to manifest things. I would think of people and they would appear money just flowed into my life that month and thereafter I you know I found a job within less than a year after doubled my income like I'm now with you know the partner of my dreams like things but during that month in itself when all that love was there uh, what I came up with was the fact that when you when you're trying when you desire something else and you're trying to manifest it it's because you want to feel better but if you're feeling that great all the time already, guess what? All that stuff's just going to fly into your life because you feel so good. So that's that's what that was about. I think that's wonderful. And it wasn't hard. I mean, no. sometimes when we want something, we, we clutch toward it and just hang on by our fingertips to get it. And that is not the way to attract it. It really does come through love. Instead. Yeah, so, it does. Amazing. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so I would like to see if there's if someone resonates with your story and would like to learn more about your work, would you prefer they contact you through your website or your YouTube channel or by email? Um, they can go to my website uh, as well, or they can email me at info at colindalatour.com. Okay, so your name is your website. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can also learn, as, as listeners, you can also learn some of these ideas and other ideas about living a life you love. Uh, if you would like to join one of my free workshops, and you can go to www.embracepositivechange.com to learn how to register and more about them. Um, thank you all for listening. Thanks to all of those who support this program, because we appreciate you very much and your, your loyalty. And as we bring this in for a landing, Colinda, Thank you again for joining the show. This has been, it's delightful to hear the work you're doing and how it's evolved and, and is growing by leaps and bounds as we speak. So thank well, you thank again. You. Thank okay. you so much, Susan, for having me. Right. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, bye for now, everybody. And have a great and loving day. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye.